All right. Let's go today to Matthew chapter 6. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to pray for our brethren that left on Friday to Zacatecas. Amen. Because they are on a mission. This is a group that left to Zacatecas on a mission. They're doing their vacation Bible school this week. Amen. And man, we're going to pray for Brother Vasquez and Sister Vasquez that the Lord will use them. Amen. He'll be speaking to men and Sister Vasquez to ladies. And amen. That God will use them. And we're going to pray especially also for Sister Elizabeth. Amen. She's going to be heading the task there in Zacatecas with the kids. And we're going to pray for Sister Kenya here. Amen. Because this year is her first year. I came 11 years and she was just a young lady. Real, 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 much younger. Amen. And today now she's developing to a, a college student and now, amen, a director for the children's. And we want to thank Sister Christina for doing an outstanding job throughout these years. Amen. Laid the foundation. Amen. Laid the foundation in, in uh, and, uh, and she's been a blessing. Amen? All right. Praise the Lord. Someone shout hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Sister Christina. I might if I left her all alone or on the other side. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Chapter 6 and verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Say, I don't worry. Look at what you're saying. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink. Amen. Some people live to eat, and some people eat to live. I'm not going to say, what do you do? But hey, something to think about. Some people eat to drink, and some people drink to live, amen. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more, but let me reread that. Are you not of more value than they? Consider yourself. You are worth a lot more than a bird. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to your stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lily of the valley, how they neither grow how they grow, I'm sorry, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet, I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of they, like one of those. Now, if God so clothed the grass, listen to this, of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he 
not much more clothe you? Listen to what he's telling them. Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, or better yet, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Let us all read the last sentence. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Today I want to relieve you from worry. I want to relieve you from worry. Because there is victory over worry. There is victory over anxiety. There is victory over depression. There is victory over oppression. There is victory. Remember what I say. The outcome of any situation depends on your attitude. Any situation. And today, we have the victory of the Lord. I say, we have the victory of the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I'm asking you for each and every one of our brethren that are here today. Help us, Lord, to overcome every situation. And let this word fall, fall as a seed into our hearts. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We live in a sick world. We live in a world that is tormented. We live in a world that is overwhelmed. We live in a world that has become obsessed with worry. Our modern world today is looking for relief. And they want to present it in such a way that it could only be obtained because the medical industry has truly brought forth a way that tries to relieve you from everything, whatever, whatever pain you're going through. The first thing they want to recommend is just appeal. You are my witnesses that for the last three weeks I've been suffering with this arm and my back. And uh, some said that it was uh, some type of uh, a spasm, severe spasm. I talked to my brothers in Spanish, said, oh, es un golpe de aire. And I talked to other people, no, it was this, and you must have did this, and you must have did that. And I went to the doctor, and uh, the doctor says, uh, well, listen, uh, 
there's nothing broken there. There's nothing out of place. So uh, all we can do to you is uh, give you some, uh, some type of relief, and we can't give you uh, um, uh, what they call that. Uh, no, uh, that uh, muscle relaxing uh, medication because of your heart, and your heart is a muscle, so we don't want to cross through that danger. Uh, but what we're going to do is going, we're going to give you Norco. Amen. We're going to give you Norco, and that should relieve your pain. And, uh, but it is addictive. It is addictive. And uh, I, I've never used drugs, so I took it the, the first day, and my stomach was upset, and my head was bouncing everywhere, and I felt like, man, miserable. And I said, man, because the young man that was doing the bed there at the gurney after I was leaving or before I was leaving the hospital, he said, uh, hey, man, today, today you're going to be flying high with that medication. And I said, man, after that, I said, man, if this is feeling high, I'd rather come back to earth and fly low. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't want to be feeling like that. I'd rather live on my own with the pain. But what I'm trying to tell you is that medication or the doctors are trying to give you a quick fix to what they do not understand that people are going through today. So worry has become an obsession. Yes, in our modern world. And people look for ways to help themselves. How can I help myself to overcome this? What can I do to overcome this? There's hundreds, if not thousands of books, better yet of self-help books to try to help you to overcome these things. Hospital rooms are filled with people. They don't know what's happening within them. They're, they're, they're sick, uh, and they feel sick, and, and they go into the doctor, and they say, well, you've got some type of oppression or depression, and, 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 and they don't have the, the, uh, the answer. Some are going through anxieties in their lives, uh, and, and it's, it's a hard thing to try to uh, get a solution to all these things. Uh, and Christians don't call it a, a, a depression or, or, a, or a worry. They call it a concern. Nevertheless, it's the same thing. They, and Jesus is trying to relieve us to live a happy, a blessed life. And that's what he wants for us. He wants us to be happy people, blessed people. By not taking a pill and thinking you're feeling good, but by his spirit making you good. And that is what t- it marks the difference. If we go back to verse 25, verse 25 tells us the following. Therefore I say unto you, do not worry. Do not worry. And if we follow along the scriptures, we see that Christ is trying to bring a solution to them because they were worried and trying to figure out how they could come through the life situation that they were living in. Some of you, as Brother Victor said a while ago, hey, you had a rough week. An appeal is not going to take that away from you. Alcohol is not going to take that away, away from you. Drugs won't take that away from you. Then where do we turn to? Where do we go? And Jesus is telling them, do not worry about your life. Do not worry about the situation that you are living in today. You don't have to worry because worry will bring sickness to your life. Where do you get these anxieties from? 
Where do you get this depression from? It's because of worry. You get involved in this worry and you worry about everything when Jesus is trying to tell you there's a solution to all this condition that you're going through. Can I hear an amen from somebody? So it's not. One of the biggest things that overcomes us today is peer pressure. Everyone shout to me, peer pressure. Peer pressure is a sickness because people want to be like other people in order to fit in. Have you seen that in our world today? People want to be like other people to fit in. And that is dangerous because you're not living your life the way you should live it. You're living or trying to live someone else's life. <clears throat> Especially with fashion. Everyone say fashion. Fashion is the biggest and strongest temptation of men and women. Huh? I, I'm just a little older than y'all. But I've seen fashion come and fashion go. Yeah. With us men, man, before you know it, there's big old ties. Seems like we're wearing a bib. And all of a sudden, the fashion comes in and you're wearing shoestrings. Because someone else put it on and say, hey, I've got to fit in. So I got to live with them. And before you know it, pants were all the way dragging. And today, people are walking. <laughs> and people are looking at people and trying to fit in. And because you don't fit in, you begin to worry. I'm not like them. And you think you're left out. And that's what, that's what he's trying to tell us here. You've got to understand there is the right way to live and live it. And be yourself. Don't try to follow other people. Oh, I wish I had an amen here. There's so many things to worry about. Yes, People worry about their life, how long they're going to live. Nobody wants to get old. I said, no one wants to get old. Especially when you go over 25, 30, 35. Nobody wants to get old. When they're 12, they wish they were 18. And when they're 25, they wish they were 14. But now let me tell you something. When it says here, do not worry about your life. Because life is more than food. Life is more than just clothing. Life is more. What he's telling you is don't worry about it. You've got to take care of it. And some of us don't do a good job in taking care of our lives. Be healthy. Everyone say healthy. Eat healthy. Think healthy. That's the coming. You have to be careful what you see in the internet. You've got to follow, better yet, what the word of God says. 
Someone said, technology has taken over. Probably it has. But there is something you can control technology. Don't let technology control you. Let me say it one more time. Don't let technology control you. You control technology. Yes, you've got to control what you see. You've got to control everything within the technology that you use because everything can go the wrong way. Can someone say hallelujah? People are scared of what happens to their life. Amen. It was just about 4th of July when that earthquake hit in the morning. Amen. People are all scared. My wife came out and my wife said, did you feel that? I said, no, my sister called me. She said, did you feel that? I said, no. Nah. Listen, people that are working and moving, they don't feel stuff like that. She said, man, you're bad. You're trying to say I'm not doing nothing. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. If it caught you in bed, you thought someone was rocking you. People were scared after this. Remember this past Friday? Do you remember where you were at? Huh? When you saw the earth or when you felt the earth shaking under your feet? People didn't want to go back into their houses. But let me tell you something. There's something that you can, there's some things that you can control and there's other things that you cannot control. Don't be concerned about the things you cannot control. Be concerned about the things that you can control. The things that you cannot control, you have no power over them. And if you cannot control them, don't let them control you because you don't have power over them. But the things that you have control over, those you've got to get a hold of. And those are the things you've got to learn to submit under the authority of the word of God. You cannot live no other way. You've got to live according to the word of God. Because the things that you can control, that's the reason that Paul says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Because I can do them through the power of Christ. Can someone say hallelujah? Can someone say hallelujah? So we've got to learn from nature. Say nature. We've got to learn from the animal kingdom. Yes. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, nor they gather into barns. Some of you are still young. But I went through the change of a millennium. From the 1900s to the 20s. And there was a big old scare because they came out with a Y2K. And that all the computers in the world were going to freeze up. And everything was going to go haywire. Man, they were going to close the markets and they were going to close this and close that. And we were going to, it was going to be something dramatical happening in our world. And I remember that God is my witness I never believed it. I never believed it. And my co-pastor back in Albuquerque, 
man, and we should, we should teach on this, pastor. We should teach on this. We should teach on this. And we should bring the people up to par and, and then guide them and lead them and, and this and that. And, 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 and let's buy uh, uh, fire stoves, uh, wood stoves, uh, and uh, yet wood stoves. And we should buy gallons of water and boxes of water and all this. And, and I remember that my, the, the brother came to me and says, hey, uh, uh, did you, do you have boxes of water now? And I said, no. Do you, uh, then uh, what are you going to do when you don't have no food or water? I said, brother, if you're truly my brother, I'm going to go to your house. <laughs> and then I'm going to prove if you really love me or not. This is the thing, church. Sometimes we worry about things that we are not to be worrying about. And we've got to understand that the birds don't worry. They don't worry. You never see them gathering and gathering and gathering. They don't worry. I gave this illustration one time. I was coming. I was driving there in Albuquerque. And I was driving and all of a sudden in the distance, I saw a dog beginning to cross the street. And as the dog was crossing the street, I figured by the time that I get to where he's at, he's going to be in the middle of the street. I'm going to run him over. So before I get there, I begin to blow the horn. I begin to blow the horn. I begin to blow the horn. And it seemed like the more I blew that horn, I stepped off. I mean, I put, put my hand on that horn, the slower he walked. And when I came right to where the dog was, he did not walk faster. I had to stop. And when I stopped, the dog looked at me like saying, I dare you. And this is what it's telling us. Why do we have to worry so much? Why? Why do we want to change things that we cannot change? Why? We cannot do that because worry or worriness bring, brings sickness to our, our bodies, to our mind. How are we going to do it? I'm not saying don't be concerned about situations. But God has already instructed us how to manage our life. You know what? You don't. Do you want to know how to manage your life? Read the book of Proverbs. Read the book of Proverbs. If you want to know about your moral life, read the book of Proverbs. If you want to know about finances, read the book of Proverbs. If you want to know about, listen, how to raise your children, read the book of Proverbs. It's the book of wisdom. But we worry about things that we ought, ought to not worry about. And this is what Jesus is telling, trying to tell this, these people. Why do we worry about simple things? Let me just bring it out. You know, we worry about ourselves so much, how we look, no? Did you look at yourself before you came to church? How many times? Seconds or minutes? Or hours. You want to be right. You want to. And then nobody cares. <laughs> I have bought 
I brought them to church and nobody noticed. And I want the tie to match the suit and I want the right shirt and I want everything, but nobody notices. And we worry so much about things that we grow sick. And if our mind is sick, our spirit is not free. And that's the concern. That if our spirit is not free, we are not free to worship. And if we're not free to worship, then our praise is not received from God. We sing because we know the song. We know the movements. We know what we've got to do and what comes next. We know when to sit. We know when to stand. We know when to clap. We know when to say hallelujah. We know when to say praise the Lord. But listen, there is something inside of us that has kept us bound so we're not free. And if the Son has set us free, then the Bible says, then we become free people. And that is free from worry. Say free from worry. There is so many people that are sick from worry. So many things to worry about. There's a way to defeat worry. There's a way to defeat worry. Because we're worried. There's people, you know, my thing is this. I read the word of God and it tells me, it gives me, gives me uh, lessons of how to live. So this is what it tells me. You've got to be prepared for tomorrow. Say prepared for tomorrow. Here on earth, I've got to be prepared for tomorrow. I've got to be prepared for tomorrow. So this is what I say. I'm not saying don't have a house, don't have a car, but be prepared for tomorrow. Because the God that I serve will give you the know-how and provision to prepare. This is the interpretation of the dream. The interpretation of the dream is this. There is seven years of abundance that are going to come. And then seven years of famine that are going to come. So you've got to prepare for the seven years because he's going to give you the provision during the seven years of abundance for the seven years of famine. Have we picked up on that? Have we picked up on that? Or are we living from paycheck to paycheck? Huh? I get 20 bucks and I spent 40. I get $100 and I spend 150. But you only had 100, yeah, but the 50 I put it on credit. You see where I'm going? And then we blame God. Where are you, God? And God turns around and says, where were you when I blessed you? Because I gave you and I blessed you for you to prepare. And he's telling us, he's giving us an understanding through this that worry is a sin. 
Because he says the outcome or how you can overcome worry is that you have to seek God first and his righteousness because he's going to add everything and anything you need or have need of. God doesn't want you to live poor. Did you hear what I said? God doesn't want you to live poor. God doesn't want you to live in, a, in, in misery. No, he doesn't. God wants you to be blessed. Listen, because he has come to give us life and life in abundance. But I've got to prepare the way. And as God, as God gives me the blessing, he gives me the blessing for me to prepare for today and tomorrow. Nothing the earthly things. Huh? That's on the earthly things. And he's trying to tell them, because the Jews here, or the people that were following Jesus here, they were always complaining. Because they were living under the Roman Empire. And they were complaining. When is our deliverance coming? When is our freedom coming? When is our, and God is trying, Jesus is trying to tell him, hey, there's a way out of this. You're living under rituals and ceremonies. You're living only on, religious, on a religious trip. When God has already sent his only begotten son because he loves you so much so that you can have everlasting life, but you're despising all of this. You're following your own rituals and ceremonies and you're missing out. But if you were to seek first the kingdom of God and you were to seek his word, you would know what I'm talking about. Why do you have to worry so much? And I'm trying to help you today not to live a worried life. I was going through hell of pain these past three weeks. I was hurting. There was times that I wanted to shout out. And I wanted to say, man, I want to be free from this. But listen, my attitude was helping me out. I'm not going to stay in this situation. Sooner or later, I've got to get out of this situation. Sooner or later, I've got to shout. Ah, and the songwriter put it this way. Don't wait till the battle's over. You've got to shout now because your overcoming is coming soon. But we stay in our situation. We hurt in our situation. And we give up in our situation. And we can't do that. Because he says that's what the Gentiles do. And since the Gentiles can't come out of this situation, they think of suicide. They think of misery. They think of condemnation. What's the easy way out? There is no easy way out. I said there is no easy way out. We've got to understand. Everyone say understand. Ah, listen to this. If we go to verse 32, this is what verse 32 tells us. For after all these things the Gentiles seek, because the Gentiles can only see as far as they can see with their physical eyes. 
So you can't trust in your money, you can't trust in your horses, you can't trust in your riches. You can't trust in this. Why should you say that, Brother Bella? Because it was just about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, people were killing themselves because they lost all their IRAs, they lost all their benefits. I don't care where you put your money, your money's not secure totally. Did you hear what I said? It's not secure. I have an investment right now. I have a TSA right now. How many have stocks? If you have stocks, don't raise your hand. But you know when those stocks go up, man, you're happy. (laughs) And those stocks just plunge down. They should come back up. So your attitude changes with a stock going up or down. That's Gentile thinking. So what is it telling us? It's telling us you could trust nothing but God himself only. You can't put your trust in nothing else. Not even in your house or your car or your money. You've got to put your trust in God Almighty. This is the mentality of the Gentiles. But I tell you, Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Ah, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Because when you seek the kingdom of God, God is going to add everything that you have need of. And then you'll be walking nice, my brother. That's the reason that Paul said, I have been taught, I have been instructed, I have learned to live under any circumstance. I have been taught. To have and to want. Huh? Have you seen some people, they go into a third world country, and they, oh, I don't do. I have been taught wherever you go, you got to learn to live. I'll only go if they have showers. If they don't have showers, man, if they have a river, just pass me through there, and that's all I need. My thing is this, church of the living God. We've got to change our attitude to live correctly before the power of God. And that's the come he says, hey, listen, you've got to learn this. You've got to understand this. Because when you learn to understand this, you won't live like the Gentiles, like the pagans. No, because then you'll know that your heavenly fathers know that you have need of all these things. I was young and now I'm old. I was young and now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed break for bread nor his seed beg for bread. Though I cross through the fire, I will not be burnt. Someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So then he says, therefore do not worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. For every day has its own worries. 
You're not there yet. Why are you going to live tomorrow? What if I don't wake up tomorrow? You won't wake up tomorrow. What if I die tomorrow? I'll die tomorrow. I'm not going to be worried about it. I just got to be ready. Huh? We don't like that subject about death. Uh, because everybody wants, to, everybody wants to stay young. Everybody wants to stay young. I said in Spanish service, I was, uh, I was seeing a, a, uh, a Christian uh, program and this televangelist came out and uh, I saw her about 25 years, 30 years ago. And Brother Josh, she looks the same today. I mean, no wrinkles. Stretched all the way, man. But down here, she has an accordion. <laughs> of everything that's been shrunk down. And I said, man, I don't care what you look like. The real you is in you still. Huh? I'm here to tell you, don't worry about those things. What you've got to worry about is you've got to be ready to meet your master. I said, you've got to be ready to meet your master. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. Every day has troubles. But thank God we trust in the one that makes the day. And this is what the one that makes the day said. Ah, this is the day that I made for you to be glad and rejoice in it. So can we rejoice in today? I said, can we rejoice today? Because we trust in the one that made the day for me, for you. He made this day for us. Amen. Sister Jessica, come here, Sister Jessica. Every time I see Sister Jessica, she's always smiling. I, I walk in, she's doing some work for the, 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 the uh, vacation Bible school, what they call it, kid camp. Yeah. She's smiling. Praise Lord. She's always smiling. That's awesome. Always smiling. I look at other people, not here. I look at other people. How are you doing? Man, to have a life of joy, thank you. She was scared that I might say, hey, I didn't tell you to sit down. Listen, we've got to learn to live this way because our life is a testimony. Not only in the way we dress, but in our attitude. Our life is a testimony. Because you can look one way and be another way. Our life is a testimony. That anybody and everybody, you see, you greet them. Greet me, Sister Prado. Amen, you greet them. How you doing, young man? All right. That, that's what I like. That smile, brother. Amen. You greet everybody. Won't you stand? Stand. I went and greeted someone some time ago. No, like you are. I greeted someone. I'm Brother Leo. And this brother came to greet me. And he said, oh, brother, so good to see you. So good to see you. And I don't know what happened between that brother and this other brother or the sister. But it was a brother. He goes, I'm so glad to see you. 
I said, whoa. He just showed his true colors because I'm next. When I do something he don't like, that's the way he's going to treat me. I want you to understand this thing. We are Christians 24-7. And he says, you don't have to live a condemned life. You have to live a worry-free life. A joyful, free life. You have to live a life of abundance. Hey, if I love my brother, God bless you. Hey, if my sister did me wrong, hey, it's up to me, listen, to look at the situation. The problem is not mine. The problem is hers. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. If she looks at me like she wants to, God bless you, sister. God bless you. I know that's tough to do, but if you learn to live that, you'll live a worry-free life. You understand what I'm saying? And this is what God wants from his church, a church that is free, a church that is genuine, a church, listen, that is ready for him. How could I love my, how could I, uh, I love my brother? Or how could I hate my brother? Or just be displeased with my brother and then say, I love Jesus. And, and I see my brother all the time. I've never seen Jesus. Isn't that what John's trying to tell me? Hey, if I don't love my brother who I see, how could I love Jesus if, who I've never seen? He says, live a worry-free life. Live a life of abundance. When I get out of here, man, whether you like my preacher or not, I'm going to go eat. I'm worry-free. And Sister Prado's going to treat me. <laughs> Listen to me. We've got to learn to live a life that is free from worry. I'm here to fulfill a God-given promise. I'm here to fulfill, listen, a purpose of my life. I'm here to fulfill a life that is full of abundance. Because the devil wants to destroy you. The devil wants to destroy me. But he says, listen, I didn't come to destroy you. I did not come to kill you. I did not come to rob from you. I came to give you life and life in abundance. And that life is going to show through our actions. Say, my actions. I want you to stand right now to your feet. I want you to look at the people beside you right now. Look at the people beside you right now. Look at the people beside you. Look at them. Look around you. Look around you. I want you to look at the people beside you. Look at the people beside you. Now. Now. Not the people that you're sitting with, your friends. Go greet four people right now and look at them at the face. Go, go. And just greet them, greet them, greet them. Greet them. Greet, them. greet four or five people. Tell them, hey, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Tell them, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm blessed. How you doing, my friend? Nice to see you. Hey, my friend. God bless you. All right. Thank you for coming. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. All right. 
live a worry-free life. We all have we all have things to be concerned about. Amen. We all have bills. Every if you if you have bills, raise your hand. I have bills too, believe. And I thought it was going to be easier when I put them through a, uh, with a automatic uh, withdrawal, bill pay. I thought it was going to be easier. But sometimes it makes me feel kind of uncomfortable because I have a thousand, two thousand dollars, and I see the mortgage leaves paid, and all of a sudden from up here just. What happened to that? It's all in your attitude. Because when that money leaves your account, there's only one thing that I said the other day because I seen it the other day. My mortgage payment went through for the deal and I seen that account plunge down. And I said, Brother Villegas, thank God that there was money in there. Thank God. It's all in your attitude. What happened? No, no, no. Thank God that there was money in there. Why do I have to go to work? Thank God you have a work. You have a job. Thank God. It's all in the attitude. How he's going to cross me over. God made us to be overcomers. Winner. See, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm an overcomer. And he says, if you just learn to seek God, he'll be your provider. Because he'll add everything to you that you need. I'm so grateful. I live a grateful life today because God has never left me nor forsaken me. I don't have everything I want, but I have everything I need. And that's what counts. And today, I want to tell you, if there's some things that are worrying you, that worry has to depart from you, leave you. It has to leave you. I'm worrying about this, Brother Prado. I'm worrying about that. It has to leave you. Because today you're going to bring it to this altar. And you're going to leave it at this altar. I'm not saying your concern won't be there, but your worry won't be there. Because worry is that sickness that torments your mind. Won't let you be. Where did I go wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I make? What did I do to cause this? What I, I shouldn't have bought this. I shouldn't have did this. I shouldn't have that, done that. Ah. I'm telling you right now. God has given us freedom. I say, God has given us freedom. Because this is what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 57. He said, 
But thanks be to God. Everyone say, thank you, God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to overcome this. Uh, when someone comes to me and tells me, Pastor, they let me go for my job. I said, don't worry. Don't worry. God has a better one for you. God has a better one for you. You have to believe it. You have to live it. So right now, if there's a worry in your life, I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to come to this altar. Is there a worry in your life? I want you to come to this altar. We're going to leave that worry here. We're going to leave that worry here. Yes, we are. It's not going to get me sick. No, it's not. It's not going to get me sick. I'm going to leave it at the altar. I'm going to leave it at the altar. I'm not leaving. The devil wants me to be worried about this, but I'm not going to be worried about this. Uh, I'm going to be concerned about my wife. I'm going to be concerned about my family. But I'm not going to be worried about situations. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to be concerned about, about things, but I'm not going to be worried about them. No, I'm not going to let those things get me sick. I'm going to overcome them. I'm going to overcome them. And we're going to do it in Jesus' name. We're going to do it in Jesus' name. That's nothing. And if you can pray for the people here. Well, we're going to pray because today it's them and tomorrow it's, it's us. Or today it's us and tomorrow it's them. And we all go through situations, but we're going to overcome because he has given us victory. He has given us victory through Jesus Christ. I believe this. I believe it. Heavenly Father, as I come before you right now, you know exactly what my brother and my sister are going through. The devil wants to sicken them, Lord. The devil wants to break them, Lord. The devil wants to destroy them, Jesus. But thanks be to you, God, because you have brought victory to us through Jesus Christ. We're not going to stay in this situation. No, we're not. We're going to overcome it, Lord. Yes, we are. Whether it be our marriage, God, whether it be our children, whether it be our finances, God, whether it be our job, whatever the situation be. Oh, Lord Jesus, this depression's got to leave in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, you got to set us free from this turmoil, God. Oh, God, you got to set your people free, God. In Jesus' name, I believe it, Lord. I claim it, God. I declare it, Jesus. Yes, I do, God.